Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know that the Forward Mentor Program, our entirely virtual 10-week program, is in its final week for signups for mentees. Get paired with a hand-selected mentor who will walk alongside you as you navigate your professional, personal, and spiritual goals. Now, more than ever, it's important for you to have clarity and direction on where you want to go, and a Forward Mentor is perfect for helping you find that. To sign up, just visit forwardwomen.org. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash mentor program. The deadline to sign up is Friday, May 7th. Do not miss your chance to be a part of our summer session. Welcome back to Work, Love, Pray, Real Talk, Grounded in Truth. I'm Jordan Johnstone. This month at Forward, we are focusing on inner strength. It's a pretty important concept to grasp, especially as we're redefining pretty much everything in our life after getting through 2020. And when we say inner strength, we aren't talking about finding the muscles to push through a tough situation or shoulder your way up to the top. I mean, and sure, there's a part of inner strength that might play a hand in you being able to do that. But what we really mean when we say inner strength is the ability to be honest with yourself and with those around you and to not feel ashamed or less than for that honesty. Today, I have Sandy Mitchell with me, who you may remember joined us on the podcast early in 2020. She and I are diving into the topic of commanding your inner committee. And when I say that this is a crucial step in achieving inner strength, I'm not joking. (laughs) (laughs) This topic is one that Sandy loves discussing as it's one that she is constantly having to work on herself. And Sandy just As Refresher is CEO of Apex Catalyst Group, where she works with leaders from small businesses to corporations and nonprofits to improve and or accelerate in areas like leadership, communication, emotional intelligence, workplace stress, and employee engagement. She is also a best-selling author and has written Coloring Outside the Lines, a grown-up's creative guide to increasing emotional intelligence. And I will say that I have enjoyed that book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Sandy, thank you for being here today to dive into this important topic with us. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this. It's going to be fun, Jordan. (laughs) Good. All right. So first of all, what is an inner committee? (laughs) So uh, there's a couple of different things and, and we can get into the second definition a little bit later, but I, a long time ago, when I first started my, my business, I, there was a psychologist that came into a mastermind that we had, and she started talking about an internal board of directors. And I thought, this is the hokiest thing I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> but she taught us how to uh, go inside our minds, quiet our minds. Uh, uh, tapping is the, the thing that she used. So you can go Google tapping. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to, to kind of go inside yourself. Yeah. But what I loved about it is that she said, you, you come up with your internal board of directors. And she had three. I added a fourth um, because, of course, I'm faith-based. And so <laughs> yeah. my, um, my CEO, the CEO of my board of directors is God mm-hmm. for me. And what God does is he helps me focus for the day 
what is the one thing I need to focus on? So picture this. I'm sitting in my living room in my favorite comfy big red chair, and uh, and I'm my eyes are closed, and I'm I just I go into a room that my mind has created. <laughs> it, has, it has the green shag carpet that I got when I came home from church camp, and, and when I was seventeen <laughs> or not seventeen, thirteen, I was so thrilled. And, um, and then it has like this huge bay window and it's looking out over Fiji mm-hmm. and, uh, and it's got this beautiful, um, cherry wood table and it has four spots. And the first spot when you walk into the door is, uh, God sitting on his throne. Mm-hmm. And what he does is he scoops me up, puts me so that my back is to his chest. We're looking out the window and he tells me what to focus on for the day. So it's a way to help me say, okay, because there's so much as entrepreneurs, right? right? There's so many things uh, demanding our attention. So he helps me focus on one. Then I go to the next chair and the next chair is the president. And so the president of my board of directors is Wonder Woman. And (laughs) she, um, she helps me figure out like, what's the strategy? What is the, what's the strategic thing I need to focus on for this day? And each one of them take a minute or less, right? It's quick, quick. Um, The next chair is my uh, CMO, my chief marketing officer. (laughs) This one for me is Marco Polo because (laughs) (laughs) Marco Polo has like no qualms traveling the world. I love to travel the world, meeting people. You know, people aren't strangers to him. Neither are they to me. But what the CMO does for me is he says, who do I specifically need to talk to or pay attention to when they come to me this day? Mm -hmm. So he helps me from a people perspective. And then the last um, chair, which really isn't quite a chair, uh, is my CPO, my chief people officer, chief human resources officer, however you want to call it. And (laughs) mine is, you know, when Peter Pan, the dog Nana. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have a good one. Isn't that great? So Nana takes care of the kids. So the whole purpose of the CPO is to take care of me. Mm. There are times, Jordan, (laughs) because I office out of my house because most of the time I'm out with my clients. Right. And so there are times that... (laughs) Nana will be laying in front of my door and she goes, you can't come back in. (laughs) You have got to go away from your office. And uh, so it's, it's a way for me to make sure that the oxygen mask is on me Mm. um, before I can pour out into others. So, so all of that takes four minutes or less every morning. And it really helps me um, be solid in what I'm doing that day. So for me, that's, that's what I use as a daily basis for my inner committing. Yeah. Is there any kind of criteria, I guess, that you would suggest for people who want to maybe come up with that inner committee? Like, was there mm-hmm. anything that you followed to get to that point with yours? Yeah. So one of the things that she had us do was sit down and just kind of, of make a list of if you had the ideal she started with the president. If you mm-hmm. had the ideal president, you know, like what are the things that you would want the president of your board of directors to do? And so you just make a list of like, what are some of the characteristics? What are the things they you want them to guide you on? Mm-hmm. And then you just, you just go into your mind and say, okay, tell me like what or who does this look like? 
Mm. And, uh, and so you come up with yours, like some of the people in my mastermind, they came up with, uh, cartoon characters or they came up with animals, you know, it totally, it does not matter. Uh, or something you totally created in your mind. Uh, it doesn't matter. But the the main piece of it is what are the things that you want this um, character, this role to mm-hmm. guide you in? And mm-hmm. here's the thing, right? We all know that, that the board of directors is us on the inside. Right. I believe that um, guided by God, though, it really gives you strength. So taking just, I mean, the whole thing just doesn't take very long at all, but what are the characteristics and where do you want to be guided by the CEO? If you want one, the president, the chief marketing officer and the chief people officer, what do you want them to do for you? Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like too, you have to be in tune with your, hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to put this your lacks, if that makes any sense, like, you know, where, where are you weak? You know, where do Uh you, so you have to be pretty honest with yourself. I mean, there's, you know, and it goes back to what we're talking about with like inner strength. Like, I think that is a part of it is you have to be honest with yourself about can't, you know, yes, I want to be, you know, the strong woman and, you know, get out of my way. I'm going to do this, but you know, (laughs) is that the best method (laughs) to go about doing it I think so yeah I mean I feel like when you're when you are thinking about your inner committee you really have to be honest with yourself and be like hey you know what I'm really bad at taking time for myself so Mm -hmm. I need like you said Nana (laughs) I need somebody like (laughs) Nana who's going to tell me stay in your seat (laughs) or just a few more minutes turn off the phone you know do whatever and Uh yeah okay cool well so in terms of inner strength what role would you say that the inner committee plays as far as like helping you one identify inner strength, but also maybe maintain it? Mm -hmm. You know, I think the big thing for me, Jordan, is that they, they help me be grounded Mm. that whole be still and know that God is God. Right. And I am not (laughs) right. Um, Oh my gosh, there's so many times that um, I, I will feel like God's leading me in a direction. I'm so excited and I'm running forward and all of a sudden I'm like, wait a minute, where did he go? Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is like a daily check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, you know, what do I need to focus on? So it's really great practice to listen because yeah. I'm terrible at listening. Um now my clients won't say that, but, but <laughs> internally, oh my gosh, I am, I'm terrible at, um, at listening and not talking in yeah. coaching. We have, <laughs> we have an acronym, uh, it's wait, W A I T and wait stands for why am I talking? Hmm. And so I, because I know as an extreme extrovert who thinks out loud, I have to be really purposeful on not talking. Mm. on listening and seeing what's, you know, because it's very easy for me to just um, say, read the Bible, check, right, right. <laughs> yeah. <a> prayer, check. <laughs> so, so this is a, a time to really focus, be grounded and listen uh, so that I feel like I'm really moving in the direction that I am to be moved into. Mm. Can you share about one time that your intercommittee worked for you? And then on the flip side of that, can you share about one time that maybe they weren't so helpful? (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, the weren't so helpful is always easier, right? Right. So, oh, yeah. Uh, basically, it's when I don't do it in the right. morning mm. because I'm too busy. <laughs> <laughs> or when I only half listen to mm. what they're telling me or when I forget, you know, um, when I forget what I heard in the morning because I get so busy during the day, mm. um, there, there are times that, so the, I may have told you this last year, but a couple of years ago, I, I have a, a theme every year and, um, my theme uh, several, I don't know, three, four years ago now was strategic, not squirrel. Mm. And, um, and so a, a consistent theme that keeps coming up is like, say no to the extraneous. Because I'm so interested in everything. And, right. and what I find is, like, I have, <laughs> here's here's what I heard this morning, right? Pray and be still and then have action. Say no to the extraneous. Big picture equals daily choices. So that's mm. that's what I heard this morning, right? Hmm. And, and I have to put it <laughs> on a Post-it note right in front of my monitor because if I don't see it, by 10 o'clock, I am totally forgetting that I'm supposed to say no to the extraneous. <laughs> and I was going to ask you, I mean, what do you do when you get these? Like, do you write? Because that would be me. I would have to write it down. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I just one ear out the other. I absolutely have to. Yeah. yeah. And so that's, this is one of my uh, low tech hacks that works for me, right? So, so when you talk about how it worked for me, um, one of the things um, I had, I had, I guess it was like a week or two ago, I had in one day, I had three different people call me for types of work that I don't do um, anymore. And, and it was, it was easy money, right? It would have been easy to do it. Yeah. And I, uh, but I saw the say no. Mm -hmm. And so I told all three of them no. And not yeah. 15 minutes later, I got a call from a company that wants me to do exactly what I do for them. Mm. It was more money for less amount of time, bigger mm. impact, and it's in my sweet spot. I love doing it. Mm. But if I said yes to those three things that are easy yeah. money, I couldn't yeah. have, time-wise, I couldn't have done it. Mm. So that really, that was one of my works well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd say that, yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, it, to me, whenever I would think about intercommittee, I mean, we all have, you know, voice voices in our head that are telling us to do things. And, you know, some people call it our conscience. Some people just, you know, they just have them and they, you know, they're always there. And so they just kind of learn to live with them. And so when I thought of intercommittee, you know, that's what I thought was, mm -hmm. oh, we're talking about our conscience, you know, and, and I guess it's, it is a little different, but maybe they do go hand in hand a, a bit, you know, and I almost feel like, our inner committee could be our refining mm -hmm. <laughs> of, of our conscience or of, you know, the voices that we have in our head that are telling us to do things. And, um, you know, so I, I'm curious, like, you know, so it, it, because they aren't going anywhere, you know, whatever you call them, your inner committee, whatever, they aren't going to go anywhere. I mean, they're, they're a part of you. So how would you coach someone on using their inner committee to work for them, especially if, maybe they are in a situation where they're currently working against them. Yeah. Um, so here's, here's where I told you the second definition comes in, Jordan. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so in my mind, um, I believe that we have inner critics mm -hmm. and we have inner genius. Yeah. 
and the inner critics are so dang loud. <laughs> yeah. There's so many of them, right? That, that if you don't hone in and pay attention, mm-hmm. your inner genius voice can be over, um, powered. Mm. And it's kind of like you, you think about m- many people, you know, as they were growing up, they, they played in sports, right? And here's, I, I was in softball for a long time, basketball until, you know, everybody else <laughs> way got taller than me. Um, <laughs> but, um, but what I found was, you know, like you think about basketball, right? It is, you're in a contained space and mm-hmm. a little bitty noise just gets magnified, right? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. then you have all the parents screaming and you have the kids screaming. And still, if you have practiced with your coach enough, in the midst of all the screaming, you can still hear your coach's voice mm-hmm. because you've honed in on it, right? right? Mm-hmm. You've practiced listening. And so that's the inner genius voice, which for me is God and my board of directors. Mm. So the more I can practice listening to them, more I can hear their voice throughout the day. Now, the inner critics, they are, this is going to be kind of a weird thing to say, Jordan. <laughs> but this is this is what I do with a lot of my clients is we, we talk about your inner critics were typically created when you were a kid. Because as kids, when things happen to us, we don't have the language or the understanding or the knowledge of what's going on to really have all the nuances of stuff. So we just say, well, if this happened, then I must behave this way to be Mm -hmm. safe. It's Mm -hmm. all about being safe. So here's like a quick, simple little example. When I was six years old, and so I had a three-year-old sister and a one-year-old sister, and my dad would traveled um every week came home on fridays to uh, to come back home and my mom would do a spick and span you know all of us were washed and bathed and the house was all clean and dinner was ready when as soon as he walked in the door and there are many weeks when he would come in and he would just be laughing and joking and we'd be climbing all over him but there were some weeks right that he was just exhausted yeah <laughs> and so my mom would just push us out into the backyard and say y'all go play And then he would, you know, release and then be able to, um, to have us back in because three girls, they're a little loud. And, um, and I remember one time specifically, I was standing on the outside of the, the sliding glass door looking in and my dad sitting in his big, ugly green chair (laughs) (laughs) and my mom sitting on the arm of the chair and me thinking, my dad doesn't love me. If Mm. I was better then I would be inside. Now, that's not true, right? My dad absolutely adored me and adored all of us. But in my little six-year-old brain, I was outside, they were inside. Yeah. And so that became my hyperachiever critic, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which worked for me for many times until I do the, the, the achiever part work. The hyperachiever is when I went to the dark side. Mm. Right. That's how I became a workaholic. That's why I'm a successful entrepreneur. And that's why I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) Double edged sword. Exactly. So we have all of these inner critics that typically were created when we were kids, but we haven't updated them. (laughs) Right. Right. And they're really to keep us safe. And so, again, so getting back to your point, when we can hone in on the voice of our inner genius, when we can hone in on the voice of, for you know, for me, God, mm-hmm. then your inner critic voices will never go away, but they can be minimized. Mm. 
right? Because then you can ask a really smart question. Well, on a scale of one to 10, how true is that statement? Right. Yeah. Huh. Well, my dad really loves me. So the statement's a one out of a one to 10. Yeah. So then how much energy are you putting into it? (laughs) (laughs) Are you only putting 10% energy into it or a whole lot more? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so besides the intercommittee, what do you think, what factors do you feel like impact and set the course for a woman's inner strength? Um, well, I think there's probably a couple of things. Um, you know, going back to childhood, I, I think about, well, it, first of all, it is not about comparison. We automatically compare ourselves to others and that will never help us. Uh, so, so stopping that one, but I think, you know, back when I was a kid, my mom, my mom was, um, 18, 19 when she had me, dad was nineteen twenty. you know, they were, oh, wow. um, yeah. Uh, and so they were growing up, uh, yeah. while we were, <laughs> a yeah. family. and, um, and I, I think they did some things brilliantly well, two things that they did for me. One, because I was always in trouble. Super curious kid. Right. <laughs> always in trouble. My mom would say, Sandy Denise, took me seven years before I realized really you could just call me Sandy. <laughs> I was always in trouble. <laughs> Sandy Denise, I see her finger going right now. I love you, but this behavior I will not tolerate. Mm. So she really separated out me from the behavior. Hmm. And sometimes I think in our minds, we connect the two. Yeah. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. Right. So we call ourselves names or denigrate ourselves stuff that we would never do to other people. So I think that's one thing is how do you, how do you separate you from what you're doing? Um, and because what I find is that when you do that, then you have a much stronger position to -hmm. come from. And, and so by doing that, by separating me from my behavior, She also emphasized the fact that I was loved. And so Mm. what I found, uh, because most of my career from the time I was a teenager on, uh, people gravitated towards me to talk to me because I made people feel good. And you know why, Jordan? I think the big thing was that I realized because I am loved, I am grounded and I don't have to think about myself as much. So I mm. can, because I know I'm taken care of, you know, the Maslow's hierarchy of survival and all of that. I don't have to worry about that because I know to the depths of my being that between my parents and my family and my friends and my God, I am loved. I am a child of God and I am worthy. So that mm. means when I'm talking to people, I can really be present. And really pay attention to what's going on with them, listening to them, asking questions about them. And I think if we can love ourselves, that sounds so hokey, Jordan, but (laughs) that's true. (laughs) When we can do it, then we don't have to focus. The focus, it doesn't have to be on us. Hmm. And then I think you can be more successful as an entrepreneur, as a family member, uh, as a friend, because you know I've got it. I'm taken care of. And I think that's a huge inner strength. Oh, yeah. Well, I feel like maybe you've already answered this, but but I'd love to still hear if you have a different one. Um, What is the best piece of advice that you've gotten about building up your inner strength? And then 
what is one piece of advice that you then would leave someone who is looking to boost up their own inner strength? Hmm. This was the one that I had, I had a harder time um, thinking about. I I think probably for me, uh, some of the best advice that I've gotten is that when you have belief in yourself, then you can do almost anything. You can't do anything. I'm five, I'm five, three, right? There's no way I can be a professional basketball player. Plus (laughs) I'm about five, three wide as well. And so there's just no way, right? So, but, but I can do anything that has to do with my spirit, my character, who I am. I have created the absolute perfect job for me because it's using all of my strengths because I know what my strengths are. Yeah. And thank God I know what my weaknesses are. And so those are all the people that I hire are people who my weaknesses are their strengths. Mm. So I don't have to worry about being terrible because I know that I'm not good at that. But here's the thing. We, so I'm kind of going off on a little tangent. Sorry about that. But I think that one of the studies that I read one time that just struck me that most of us entrepreneurs and leaders and organizations, we spend 75 to 90%, 75 to 90% of our time on things below our pay grade. Mm. And if I focus on trying to create processes or trying to do things in my business that I don't like doing, even if I'm good at it, it will take me longer than it will somebody who loves doing that. Mm, yeah. So why waste my time trying to create <laughs> a cartoon background to one of my speeches when I could be instead going out and, and creating the speech, creating the forum, creating what's needed in the workforce? Mm. Right. That's what, that's what God called me to do. Not to, not to, (laughs) not to do the doodly that I just bought that I'm like, this is the stupidest thing (laughs) I ever did for me, but my assistant loves it. And I'm so grateful. (laughs) Right. There you go. Right. Um, I think that's probably, I think that'll answer that one. (laughs) (laughs) So is that your advice then that you would also give someone else? Yeah, you know, I I think Jordan really here's the deal is is that when we can, you know what here here's a here's an exercise that um, a consultant that I'm working with had me do. She said, I want you to sit down and write down everything that you have accomplished in the last three months. I'm like, oh, that'll take a minute. Yeah, and all of a sudden, because she gave me three minutes, and she goes, you can't stop writing until the three minutes is up. I was stunned at the amount of things that I had done Hmm. physically, emotionally, in my business, with my family, with my friends, big, little, you don't think about it because Mm -hmm. you just keep going. Yeah. And, and when you do that about yourself, you feel really good about the impact that you've had for you and for others. So that should strengthen your inner um, purpose, your inner resolve, your inner um, joy to others. Hmm. 
Well, so before we go, is there anything else that you want to share? Uh, yeah, you know, I have begun a, um, a monthly forum, calling it the Faith-Based Family Business Forum. Uh, mm-hmm. It's typically the third Tuesday of every month from 9 to 10.30 a.m. Central Time. And it's, it's simply a, it's, it's an invite only. So if you're interested in coming, send me an email. Um, and you know, what we're, what we are looking for are people who are just, uh, not just, we are looking for CEOs, business owners, founders only, because Mm -hmm. what I found when we can really hone in on our peer group, um, so many people look to us for answers and sometimes it's nice to have the questions. Yeah. And you, there's sometimes you can't ask the questions of your employees because it will scare them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's good to have a group of peers and it, 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 there's no cost to this. And uh, what we're going to talk about a variety of things that impact us as entrepreneurs, um, you know, sales, selling your business, buying a business. Um, we just talked about uh, revenue last month and, uh, all, all different kinds of things that, that are relevant to us. But it's a group of people who have like-minded values because we are faith-based and um, family businesses. You don't have to be a family business owner, but you do need to be um, an owner. So. Mm. Well, I'm so glad you joined me for this conversation today with Sandy. For more information about today's episode, just go to forwardwomen.org slash Sandy. That's the number four, W-O-R-D-W-O-M-E-N.org slash S-A-N-D-I. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Work, Love, Pray on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. Your review will help more people discover Work, Love, Pray, so your feedback is greatly appreciated. As you move forward on your journey to work, love, and pray well, don't forget to make time for real talk grounded in truth.